The Great Canadian Talk Show. There's only a couple of watts, but I brought the truth to everyone within three blocks of the west side of campus. No way! Yes way! And now, let's get right down to business with Marty Gold. Welcome to this episode of the Great Canadian Talk Show. I'm Marty Gold. Uh, today, a little bit different in terms of the format. Going to be doing uh, one of uh, one of our special interviews on a favorite subject here of the podcast. It's going to tie in with the provincial election. Don Woodstock is uh, uh, representing uh, Jamrock Securities. He's uh, that company has been sponsoring our Crime Courts Public Safety Update through the election period, and. Uh, we're very grateful for that. Don, of course, controversial figure in some circles around Winnipeg, <laughs> a guy full of opinions, a throwback to the old days of my own, the earliest days when I learned the activist business yeah. from the likes of uh, Cool Dip Singh and Wade Williams and Ken yes. Babb yes. and, uh, and a generation a generation and a half now yep. uh, of the origins of, of different kinds of black communities in, in Winnipeg Absolutely. and uh, the rise of multiculturalism under, uh, under Trudeau the first. And so uh, uh, Don, I see is an extension of, uh, of what I refer to sometimes as the good old days, certainly um, has generated headlines, uh, sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for reasons that were perhaps a little harder to discern in his past uh, careers uh, as a, in political life, having taken a run at the mayor's chair, run you've run provincially, you've run federally for the Liberals. So politically active, fair to say, fair. but... Something else that's fair to say, <clears throat> notwithstanding a sponsor of this program for yes. which we uh, we are very thankful, but Don has some opinions. He wanted to come of on course. the air and discuss uh, some of the things he's noticed as it relates to the provincial election campaign and is as it relates to his modern day specialty, mm -hmm. which is crime and public safety and security and all the rest of it. And so uh, with the stipulation that Don Woodstock knows a thing or two about public safety and about Absolutely. security systems Absolutely. and knows a thing or two about politics. Uh, Don, I wanted to firstly ask you, uh, because I think it was only today as we record this, and, and, I, yeah, and I ask you in the audience to forgive mm -hmm. me, I'm so swamped with information because yeah. of the response to our breaking the story that uh, Heather Stephenson's constituency office was attacked and the three TV newscasts, four, I guess, mm -hmm. didn't, didn't bother covering it. And the new one newspaper tried to slander like it was somehow her fault, and people trying to dismiss that kind of that kind of bullying in our community. Okay, uh, uh, and and we've talked about the election signs that have gone missing and been destroyed, and uh, predominantly it's more so certain people, certain parties that have this happening than others. So are exposing the what happened with uh, or revealing being the first reveal I guess first report what happened with uh, Premier Stephenson and with the police investigating uh, that's gotten a lot of attraction uh, of attention Robert Falcon who let in Southdale saying that he was uh, he doesn't say he was intimidated but it was clearly an intimidation tactic sometimes people they you know they're too big for their britches Precisely. I think Renee Cable might have been in that situation based on what Ouellette said mm -hmm. and so we've we've covered those things of course the question about identity politics all the rest of it so I'm a little swamped but one thing I read today yes was that the liberal crime platform was better than anybody else's well <laughs> i i and i i just apologize i don't know where it wasn't a liberal flyer yep. but uh, whether it was one of the columnists i don't want to start yep. throwing our names but i yep. did see that might have been a political scientist in a story yep. and so well, actually the liberals have the best formula but most of these political scientists they don't lean towards doing things in a particularly different way, they just want to throw more money in the same directions as has been done. Your, of, your part, point of view. 
part of the problem is that there there is a, a shortage of lack of of real real tangible on the ground experiences that people put into some of these platforming. I, I guarantee you that none of the leaders, and you may need to call them and, and probably ask their opinion, but how many people in the security industry have they consulted? How, how, how many individuals who actively work, you know, work actively in this field have they consulted to talk about crime and safety and security? I guarantee you very little or none at all. So they have these bureaucratic people who sit down and have talking points and they read a few things online and they just come up with these ideas and assume that it is great. Okay, well, let, let me let me parse a couple of things. And, and yeah. I'm just going to set aside yeah. my good longtime close personal yeah. friend, David Lamont, because yeah. yeah. it's not like he's going to be forming government and everybody acknowledges it. Yeah. And and I accept at face value that yeah. Lamont and liberals are concerned about crime and concerned about victims. Okay. I set that aside. This is yeah. a race between the Tories and the NDP. The Tories have built a campaign yeah. around crime, around crime prevention, around mm-hmm. uh, around. Uh, Hiring more prosecutors, right? Uh, um, increasing capacity to process people. And on the other side, they've made various commitments towards re- uh, rehabilitation pro- uh, programs, programs, addictions yeah. programs, uh, etc. Yes. Um, the, fr- the forefront of their campaign is City of Winnipeg police officer, mm-hmm. Rejan Caron. And at the forefront of her campaign has been the NDP leader, Wab Kadu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we set aside the canoe factor for a moment, just mm-hmm. focus on the other That's policies. Right, yes. What is your take on what the Tories have come forward for uh, to fight crime, to prevent crime, and to assist victims? So it's a step in the right direction in terms of looking at it from the Tories' perspective for a moment, just to look at, okay, this is what we can do. But they stop short of what really needs to happen, which is they have to lobby the federal government to change this, this, this policy that that unfortunately, well, I, I have to say that Caron did did say that the, that there was, she made she talked a lot about the Liberal NDP coalition Ottawa and the bail reforms and the bail reforms. But in terms of actually saying, you know what, this is this is the path forward that we're now gonna have to take because at the end of the day, let's face it. You cannot have repeat offenders on the street on a regular basis. What we used to a, call recidivism. Yeah, you and know, it's out of control. Out of control. And the and the judges' hands are tied. As much as we want to, 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 um, to say, as much as the Tories want to say, hey, this is what needs to be done, they need to put something in place, or anybody, for example, need to put something in place that's going to say, we will not have this happening anymore, not in my town. Um, take, take that for whatever it's want to be. But at the end of the day, listen, it's, it's the hardest thing. I am in the security field, as you know. Did, well, let, let me ask you this. Did you see anything or hear anything that you can recall offhand that the, from the conservative platform that you heard and, and from the perspective of your business thought, that's something that's going to help my customers? Not enough. It stopped short. It, it literally stopped short of, of, of stopping that revolving door. It stopped short of that. Because what is causing that revolving door? A federal government, a Tory, a a, a Trudeau government with the NDP government who thinks that locking up people are punishing people because of whether their ethnicity or the color of their skin or whatever the reasons are. I don't know what their thinking is, but they assume that that if, if you do the crime, you don't have to do the time. And that that is where the issue is. You if if you do the crime, you must do the time. And so people feel emboldened. People feel like there is no 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 recourse for them. They can do whatever the heck they want. 
there are communities in Winnipeg, Marty, that literally put on their stickers on their windshield mm -hmm. that says, "Don't break yep. the glass." Yeah, I've seen Don't that. Don't break the door. Yeah, the door is open. Take the change. It's like San Francisco. What? Where? Where? Where do we get it from? Because according to the laws of Canada, there is no way of protecting your property and the, the that, that gray area. Of saying that you can't, but no. So it forces us, and people are saying you can't protect me, your property. But if you try to get within eight hundred meters of Parliament Hill at oh the wrong time in history, oh they'll God. make sure that you can't, you can't get anywhere near their precisely. property. Precisely. So that's where the issue is. So, so for me, uh, the Tory, the Liberals, the NDP. Oh, to, okay, yeah, but yeah. I want to talk about the NDP yeah. platform as well. Oh for, my God. for two, for okay, for two reasons. One. Yeah. The, the, the aforementioned focus of the Tories on Wab Kanu and whether he, he's a reputable enough person to make representations that they care about victims and they're going to be tough on criminals and he's going to bust gangsters and unexplained wealth and all that. That's a lot of pronouncements you wouldn't expect. I don't know if I ever would have heard that stuff. Maybe some of it out of Gary Dewar's mouth. I don't think I ever would have heard it would have heard it out of Greg Salinger's mouth, mm -hmm. okay? But he's come on strong. The flip side, his record, in many cases, the mainstream media yep. has, has failed to investigate properly, failed to enunciate properly. The, 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 the idea of the charges were stayed, well, somebody wasn't told the charges were being stayed. That would have been the person who said that they were a victim, corroborated by their mother. Yeah, and, and, and it's not that people can't reform, and I've made this point on, on the program, it's not that people don't make mistakes, don't get better, Peaks of anger, alcohol. I've seen it all. I've driven cab. Yep. I worked in bars. I understand all that. But he's never apologized, yes. either to Tara Hart or to the cab driver he assaulted while calling vile, rude names after trying to skip out on a fare and getting caught at it. And I can say from a cabbie perspective, mm -hmm. it's, it, it's hard. It, it's hard to accept. It's hard to trust somebody who's done something like that to a vulnerable cab driver, I say as a cabbie, somebody tries to skip on the fare and then they try to beat you up. And if somebody had ever, ever said those kinds of things about me being an effing Jew or whatever to me, if that had ever happened to me, you can be sure everybody would know how it ended. But mm -hmm. with Wab Canoe, we don't know how it ended because we don't know if he made restitution to that driver. I believe there was two drivers involved in the altercation yeah. and we don't know if he ever apologized. And it seems he never did because he never said, well, I apologize and made amends. That's, that's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate that the backstory to that, Marty, is who was it that actually promoted this guy and pushed him forward? The, well, I talked about in the last podcast, the culture personality. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, let us call it for what it is. If you're in public life, there are things that you're going to have to come under scrutiny. And I've asked the question um, time and time again. And I got kids, I got a daughter. And, and I'm telling you, if my, if my daughter came home and said, Dad, I, I, I met this man, and he's a wonderful person under the sun, but he had this record, he had this abuse, he had that, he had that, and he had done all of the things that Wab Canoe done. I would never invite him to my table to sit down. He I, can't come into my okay, house. Okay, so, the so, story. so I, I just uh, want to, I just want to, because some people may not be f familiar, it's, there was a, a pattern of different things. Yes. There was uh, a money order that, where the charge was dropped or not laid, that somehow went, wound up at the money order, check wound up in his possession. Yep. He didn't pay uh, his uh, speeding tickets when he was the U of W, his wage got no, garnished. But that's not as bad as Nahani yes, Fontaine, who was an MLA when she got <laughs> garnished. Yes. Okay. And that, that can happen, but it shows a kind of disregard for authority. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, the, 
aforementioned domestic incidents times yes. two, yes. the incident with the cab driver. Yes. There was, I think, an, I think there was there another assault in Ontario or, or something. No, in any event, there's a whole pattern of things, including, you know, Yep. Oh, oh, Tara Hart complained to Gord Sinkle. I shouldn't say complained, but as she recounted the story that when he disappeared, the drunk driving, and then he disappeared for a couple of days, she said he wasn't running from the cops. He had her bank card and her student loan money, I think is what her student allowance money was in it, and it was it was down to zero. So, Marty, it's very simple. Let's, let's call it for what it is. Anybody, myself included, anybody who is in is going to run for public office you have to be able to at least pass some mustard tests. And one of those for me personally is what has your character been? And it's easy to talk about, yeah, the guy have done this and whatever. But the fact of the matter is when you write and you record a song that called Women, Woes and Bitches and whatever, to me... Oh, you're going back to the rap the career. Listen to me. That, that there draws the line with me. My mother raised me as a man. And I make no apology about that. And when it comes to certain things, I draw the line. I, I just want to make a point, though. And, and I've been doing, as I said, a lot. Yeah. Like, well, guys, you wouldn't believe how much reading I've been doing lately. Yeah. And things have been sent to me. And in and Google searches. And in 2013, yep. 2014, I, 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 I think it was. Uh, 2013, 14. Uh, when the Junos were, I think it was when the Junos were here. But there was some, some ceremony, award ceremony, something or other. And Wab Canoe made a public statement that as rappers, we should stop talking down about our Aboriginal Indigenous women and other rappers hopped on the bandwagon and said they would also stop doing it. That was about 2013, 14. 2014, he was still being described as a as a uh, rapper and poet. Yeah, rapper and poet. Listen, Bob Marley writes songs. Luther Vandross writes songs. T um, Teddy P writes songs. None of them. None of them describe women the way how Wab Canoe does. But what, uh, none I, of them. I'm gonna. I'm okay. gonna. I'm gonna. Not one of them. I'm gonna play devil's advocate insofar as I'm gonna stick up for Wab Canoe. Okay, Here's sure a guy ahead. who says he's reformed. He's, sure. He has a loving marriage. He's married sure. to a professional, a professional person, sure. raising his kids. I mean, he presents sure. as a. He presents. I'm using my sister's mm -hmm. language here. Mm -hmm. Okay. He presents as a as a stable respectable individual mm -hmm. he told in one of the media interviews he did he said that even before he has his morning coffee mm -hmm. he prays good for him good for him that is between wab and his god here's what i see if that is the case wab then why then why then don't we believe the victims? Why then don't we have the victims? Well, he stories? said she lied. Tara Hardy said she lied. Of course she, of course she. He said it say, never happened. Of course. Because the rug burn just materializes. Of, of course. And of spontaneously. course. Spontaneously. And of course. All of that is good. And that is what people do all the while. How many times have we heard, seen victims that go back to their husband? And there, their there's another point people, I want to raise on for one second. Yeah. When you talk about victims, and we, we mentioned... Uh, um, Wabkunu's former common law spouse. Yeah, she was harassed into having to go into hiding. She was called names. People claimed yeah. that she came out for money. Why did yeah. she wait so long to talk about yeah. it? And so the defenders of Wabkunu had seemed to exhibit. So this goes back to 2017, but to this very day, some of them are nasty pieces of work. Let's be honest, because they didn't want to tarnish him. Well, no, I think what he needs to do when this is all over, Wab, if you're listening, if you're paying any attention, you find the people that you have done the wrong to. You go to them, and you need to go to them and 
bending knees to those people and get them to advocate their story and listen to their story and then and then you can start that journey because until you start that journey my friend you you know bob marley sing a song you're running away but you can't run away from yourself wab make make no mistakes when you talk about crime when you talk about you giving three hundred dollars towards people listen Wob, I'm gonna yeah, I, oh, just one second i just want you to explain to the to the to the audience uh there was an ndp campaign promise promise yes. for a a, a a fund a fund to compensate people compensate people for security to build security as somebody in the business nobody wants your 300 wob i can tell you that straight up you know why somebody who came home after a 12 hour shift of, at, at work your own ndp cohorts okay union reps to come home and find their door kicked in okay and find their dog outside or you find their dog being maimed or you find their 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 their, their personal um, space has been violated that way no 300 dollars is gonna solve that wob keep the 300 dollars let us stop let, let us stop people from kicking in people's doors. Show me the plan. Show me a plan that's going to stop people from kicking in people's door because they know if they get caught, they're not going to get slapped on the wrist because they're either white, black, pink, blue, or yellow. I don't care of Don, where your, uh, that's like your nationality lies. Don, you, can't, you can't be defacing people's property uh, in, on, on the face that nothing will happen to you. I and you run amok because the, the system is just going to let you out back on the door. But that, I, I want to say one thing I didn't hear in the campaign, and, I, and I'm not saying that nobody said it. I'm saying I didn't hear it, actually. I'm literally yeah. saying, giving, I'm, I'm saying, I may not, may miss this, but one thing that's happening in my estimation, Winnipeg, is you've got, here we have provincial politicians all talking about wanting to make the city safer. I mean, when they talk about Manitoba, okay. they, they, they are largely referring to Winnipeg. This is where the majority yep. of seats are. We know, yep. what we're, we know what we're talking about. And they've had specific programs announced for rural Manitoba, brand elsewhere. And I know and I go to those towns and I know there's problems in some of those towns. Those are yep. very good people that need all yes, the help they can get. But in the city of Winnipeg, one of the things that I know personally from seeing it is you have provincial politicians talking about safety and city councillors that don't support safety measures, that slough off when lighting isn't good enough will phone hydro mm -hmm. instead of city employees being responsible for it. That have had no regard for this, really no regard for the concept that, well, if people are going to destroy bus sh shelters, then everybody shouldn't have a bus shelter. See, again, you touch something that is, again, core to my heart. Because here, here are the facts. Last election, I went around and I videotaped people sitting in buses. I videotaped people living in buses. And I make it a part of my core campaign that says I will end it. And here's why I say that it, 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 it doesn't have to be that way, Winnipeg. Here's why. If the king says right now that November, say October 30th, he was going to visit Winnipeg, you honestly think any of those people would be on the street? There'll be none. The, the bus stop, the bus shacks will be gone clean, clear, and pretty, and every street will be paved and ready and smooth and wine. So where would all of those people have because gone? Because I tell you why, because we live in Potemkin. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's why. So, so, so my <laughs> argument is very, very simple. We, we need a long-term strategy, both from the federal, the provincial, and the city. Medicine Hat is doing it. Yeah. There are other people in this place that are doing it. And liberals reference Medicine Hat to the yeah, credits. You know what I mean? And so for now, and, and, and listen, Seamus Reagan, the then Minister of Veterans Affairs, yeah. told us, in Ottawa in 2018, 2016, 2018, I'm not sure which year it was, that, that it is cheaper 
to put people in a home, provide services for them, than leave them on the street. I stopped him and I said, wait a minute. I'm from Winnipeg. What are you talking about? It's cheaper. Tell me. The provincial government, the federal government and the city have the information that says, that demonstrate it's cheaper to put people in a home, provide services for them, than leave them on the street. Then why do we have poor people here? Because you have some people who are in the business of Sure, the victim industry the business. business of helping people, the business of homelessness. And I, if I ever so lucky to be elected, would end it for them. They, they, you can't have somebody making $250,000 a year plus benefit helping poor people. Give me a break. Find something to do with your time. So you're saying that the, the whole the whole infrastructure is so, so like top upside heavy. Down. Upside down. Upside down. Upside, like an upside down pyramid or something. That's what and it that is. And the provincial parties didn't address it. None of them want to touch it because they're all friends of, of you know, body-body system that is all. They ask them the question whether or not is it cheaper to put somebody in a home, provide services for them, and ask them if they have that information. They'll all agree with you. Yes, they do. Then why we have poor people on the street? Why? It makes no sense because nobody is prepared to. And this is why I said, you know, with all due respect to, you know, to Madam Premier, you stop short. You have, you have what it takes to say, you know what, no more. No more of this. But what she's doing, she's, she's quietly coming in with it instead of coming out with a bang and says, you know what, this is enough. Anybody that says tomorrow so, okay, morning... So you're, you're saying that the Tories... Going a little long here, folks, yes. the longer I expect. Yes. I just want to end on this point. Yes. You, you, reject, you reject Wab Canoe's crime platform. Absolutely. And you, and you reject him as an, indivi- as an individual... Who can carry anything like that? That's true. Absolutely. Okay. And that, so you're in concurrence with Shannon Sampert. I don't think anybody could describe you and Shannon Sampert as being on the same <laughs> end of any political spectrum yes. whatsoever. But yes. you agree with Shannon Sampert yes, that there's no way... Okay. Uh, And so, uh, with that aside, you're saying with regards to the uh, conservatives seeking re-election, that their crime platform missed the mark in that it wasn't, it it didn't say we're going to put our foot down and end it. And end it once and for all, because they have the ability to do so. Because the police act, police act is plain. You lock somebody up, you get arrested. That's the police act. There's no, there's no, there's no gray area. We have our police system at Walmart. When people are calling, when people get broken into and you call the police, they take a week to come. And, and the police is sitting at Walmart. Come on, guys. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing at Chopper's Drug Mart okay, and now Walmart? One last, one last question. I mean, it's the last question. You're saying the province has the ability to do this. Yes, they do. They don't let in their lack of willpower. Let's... Throw a number in the air, Don. How many people do you figure out? You know, there are people that sleep on the riverbanks and they aren't up to no good. They're just minding their own business and a lot. And and you and I have been, I didn't mention this. You and I have been yeah. down to the riverbank. Yes, we have. We went down. We went down. We walked. Oh, jeez. We walked. Okay. We went down there. Mm-hmm. Now, did you see the news stories this week about that they've broken up the encampment and they called it Waterfront Drive? You know, when it was going on, they never called it Waterfront Drive. <laughs> oh, boy, am I glad we remembered this. Okay, so the Waterfront Drive encampment, you and I walked down there with another individual with yes. much experience, yes. uh, much experience on the, on the streets of Winnipeg and, uh, pro- uh, providing services to those uh, yes. in need and uh, knows of, has known a few characters in his day that yes. were on the other side of the law. We went down there, we saw what we saw. That was after, after you asked me about that, after my podcast yes. the series about the encampments uh besieging the uh, people in south point douglas 
This week they were taken down and Global TV had an interview and, and it quoted Kate Schoberg. It quoted Kate Schoberg saying that these homeless people uh, at the riverbank, they all want to be good neighbors. They just don't have the ability to do so. <laughs> but you see, here's the thing. How, how, does that square, how does that square with people having to put fences up around their property after 30 years because these so-called good neighbors have been stealing everything they can find that's ever put out in the yard? For the people that live in that neighborhood off Higgins. And for the businesses off Higgins, too. I've heard your voice as well. I've heard from you as well. No kidding. The people who are saying that, they only go down there with news cameras and the police behind them. They they wouldn't walk. The way we did. No, they wouldn't walk by themselves go down there. They're afraid. They're scared. And they're scared shitless to even walk down there and even go confront or talk to these people. You and I go down there and we're talking to a few people and like, wait a minute. Why? Maybe maybe because we have no hidden agendas. They all have hidden agendas when they come reporting on this thing. Well, I'll tell you one thing that some of these people have is they got paychecks. Oh, yes. And you notice it. Oh, yes. You know, where's the performance met? Where's the performance met? And Ouellette. Robert Falcon mentioned in the interview, it kind of slipped past people, but he mentioned in the interview that we did about his campaign that uh, that N Homelessness Winnipeg has completely missed its targets. They did. It missed it upside down. 24. But the payroll is probably higher than ever. You know what I mean? And 20, 2016, 2014, they're about, and I made a public statement that says, says, until we decide to end the business of homelessness in Winnipeg, the business of homelessness, mm-hmm. we're always going to okay. have this. Okay, so I have to go back to that last question before I forget. Yes. So you disagree with what Kate Schoberg said, that these homeless, that in the case of these encampments, to treat it as though these people are just waiting to be good neighbors and wait, want, the, want the taxpayer to pay to haul their garbage out. Bullshit. Well, that's what happened, though. They're hauling out mattresses and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, just for the show, just for what it is. This and then, is and, I'm, and in a future episode, I'm going to talk about what it's like for you know some of these people before they land on the riverbank. Yep. They've been inside, you know, private landlords' yep. apartment buildings, wrecking those buildings, and the landlords get crapped on mm-hmm. by the media who've never owned a piece of property in their life. Mm-hmm. Let me rephrase that: piece of rental property, rental property. in their life. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the one last question: what you said about the Tories and that they they could have just said we're going to put an end to it. Let's just pick a number. You and I agree on a number. Let's say there's a thousand people. And Winnipeg tonight, the end of September, I'm going to even lower it. Let's say 500 people mm-hmm. that for one reason or the other, they can't, they aren't competent. They mm-hmm. are, they can't uh, control yep. themselves yep. in whatever manner. And they yep. just need to be taken off the street to enhance public safety. Yep. Right. And protect themselves. Yep. Where are those, where would the Tories put those 500 people? Because so, they're not going to put them in the Woodsworth building nope. or in the legislature. Nope. Nope. So nope. where are they going to put them? East, west, north, and south of Winnipeg. If you drive, you can find anywhere between 50 to 100 acres of land. Anywhere. Yeah. Take your pick. Yeah. And if you create an environment for these folks to develop, to grow, to do their thing, to be, be themselves, and to give them an opportunity to rehabilitate, why do you think Homes for Heroes Foundation is here in Winnipeg? It's because of Don Woodstock. Most people don't know that. That's right. Homes for Heroes build home, tiny homes for veterans and, and help them to rehabilitate. Listen, this is not going to get fixed overnight. It's not, I am not suggesting it's going to fix overnight. But if the, if the king was coming, where would they put them? Where would they take them and put them? Because they wouldn't be on the street. Where would they be? You, you, you ask yourself that question, ladies and gentlemen, and then you'll get the answer. 
if the king was coming tomorrow morning, my, not one individual on the street would be is, there. My instinct is that they would th- that the authorities would try to dump. My instinct is yeah. they would try to dump it off on on religious communities, on churches, and, and on churches and, and religious organizations. They would find a way and put them somewhere. Okay, guaranteed. My suggestion is if we plan for it, if we have a plan, and this is where the tourists stop short of it, because we can't allow the system to just keep on running amok. Forget what Wab is going to promise you. Promises are comfort to a fool. Okay? Because that ain't going to fly. Okay? But the Tories stop short. They stop way short. They're saying, guys, we can't have people's property being invaded the way it was. We can't have people's garages yeah. being broken into at the rate it's going to. People are saying, why am I talking against my own business? Why am, well, my well, business well, make money with this nonsense that's going on. But it hurts me. It pains me when I see hardworking men and women, children, who are afraid to live to in To leave the homes. house. There's a guy afraid. We, we, we've I, you know, and I hear, and I gotta, you know what, I gotta, we, I, I, we've gotta put an end to this segment because that's how this is, is laid out. Jeez. But like, we've heard from people who, who won't leave their house at Absolutely. eight o'clock, eight o'clock Absolutely. at night. I've heard people in St. and we're going to talk about St. Boniface in future episodes. Oh, always. St. Bon, you, th- just for one moment, what do you see going around around St. Boniface the last couple of years? Oh my God. And the churches. Uh, you know how many churches in the last couple of years have called me about the one security left, right and center? I've got it done. I'm, I'm going to end oh it there. My God. I've got a story coming up about a Winnipeg church, and Don doesn't know the details, but I'll be talking to him about it. Uh, Don Woodstock, uh, thank you, okay. my friend. Thank Pleasure. you for sponsoring this program through the election, sponsoring especially the Crime Court Public Safety Update, which is one of the foundations <laughs> of the Great Canadian Talk Show, because yeah. we, we explain things that Absolutely. other newsrooms simply don't have the capacity to do, that newsrooms don't have the capacity to do, that columnists don't have the capacity to do. And it's it's if you people appreciate and like that, it's because Don has helped put the bill for the costs of doing the podcast, getting actionline.ca up and running. And uh, and uh, it's uh, different times, different people have stepped forward. And this time around, Don Woodstock and Jamrock. So Security one last did. thing, one last thing. We cannot allow mainstream media to dominate the headlines over and over and over and over again because stories like these are going to get missed. So we need the Mardis, you know, we need the, uh, um, you know, the Daily Scrum. We need, uh, um, you know, Winnipeg Alternative Media. We need alternative so that we can create, okay, a diversity in conversation. Without the diversity in conversation, if all we hear is listening to CBC and whatever uh, they got to push out, why is it then that we're not hearing? Because remember what happened with Glenn Murray? Well, yeah, nobody's reported the 88-year-old magistrate got punched in the face waiting for the bus by the forks. Nobody's picked no, up that no, story. Nobody. Nobody's interviewed the Radicatch family. Nobody just wants about what happened to them nobody and the killer dying to. in prison. We need or, sorry, diversity. Custody. We need diversity. We need diversity in order for, for the community to be stronger and for less people to feel like they're emboldened to do whatever they're doing because nobody's putting them on front line. How about this for just a simple thing? If these people that are breaking into people's garages and breaking into people's uh-huh. cars, if they knew for one moment that their name would be plastered all over Facebook and their friends and family would know that they're breaking and they're stealing, stealing from people, you think they would continue to do it? No, they wouldn't. But the privacy law, you can't do it, and you gotta walk the thin line. And and the judges will see them four or five times for the year, and they come up. How how do you plea? Um, guilty, I, Your Honor. I, how do you plea? I'll make, this, I'll make this and point. They get a slap on the face, I, the rest, and they gone I make again. this point: the shooting, the recent shooting in South Point, Douglas. 
the female that was apprehended had six prohibition orders about relating. I believe it's they were all relating to firearms. And we see it, yo. Six what times over, she she's not supposed street? to be doing it, and she's doing it. And what is she doing on the street? It's because the system is set up in such a way, thanks to Justin Trudeau, thanks to Singh, but the provincial government can and should have stepped on it and says, nope, not in my town. <laughs> talking like talking like some old school justice <laughs> in some ways. Don Woodstock, thanks for joining us here on this episode of the Great Canadian Talk Show. F folks, stick around. I'll be right back to wrap things up. Boy, do we have some news coming up for you. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Be back right after this. The Great Canadian Talk Show is brought to you by The Hive Hair Company. From classic to funky, the styles of your life are at The Hive. In the heart of the Osborne Village at 175 Osborne. Call 452-4483 or online thehivehaircompany.com. Actionline.ca. Let's get right down to business. Our launch event exclusive interview with Andrew Marcus of Gem Equities. It looked like we were off to a good start. Then from there on, it was just jumping through hoops. The man who beat the city of Winnipeg in court, was awarded $5 million and counting. They try to interfere with his development. And then we just realized this was essentially a game. Here, Andrew Marquez tell his story. This planner had a meeting with Councillor Orlico and Councillor Orlico said, slow down the plan, basically stop it. On actionline.ca. The Great Canadian Talk Show Podcast is brought to you by Midpoint Auto. Vehicle sales at wholesale pricing. 1.99% financing on new cars. 6.99% financing on great used vehicles. Cars, trucks, vans, SUVs. That's not all. Off-road vehicles, campers, snowmobiles, dirt bikes, even boats. If you're in the market for something with an engine, then that's the place you want to go. MidpointAutomotive.ca. The phone number, 833-997-9930. Again, that's 833-997-9930. Midpoint Auto, bad credit approved, good credit rewarded. If you're a listener of the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast, let them know by giving them the promo code. T-A-L-K, the word talk. That's the promo code, and you're sure to get a great deal from Midpoint Automotive. Back to wrap up episode 14 here of the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast on actionline.ca. That's our home. And uh, you may, some of you would have noticed that uh, we enter uh, articles and columns, uh, reports, uh, such as uh, how I broke the news about uh, Premier Stephenson's office on Grant Avenue constituency office being uh, vandalized by missing and murdered Indigenous women protesters. Uh, and so we're going to continue to be posting news and information through that platform, whether it's going to be the audio podcasts uh, the, or, or whether it's going to be, um, you know, articles, columns, uh, reports. And uh, we're looking at adding audio capacity. Obviously, if it's uh, anything, anything resembling action line, action line, then it's going to have to have an audio component. And we're looking towards how to take your calls. And uh, you just heard Don, you know, Don Woodstock contacted me and said he wanted to express his views on the program. I brought him uh, right here uh, to, to speak with me. Uh, and we sat down at the table and uh, just set things up and, and off we went. But we're uh, certainly interested. If you want to be able to participate in a call-in segment, then email me, martygoldlive at gmail.com and let me know. Similarly, if like Jamrock Security, uh, you want to sponsor segments of this program, entire episodes, a whole month, uh, what have you, please get a hold of me. It is only through su the support of people who believe, as Don expressed, that Winnipeg needs platforms that are not tied 
to corporate media, to corporate interests, not tied to Trudeau, not by a long shot. And people have to step up. And this mostly affects people not so much on the extreme left, which has now pretty much taken over the political left in this province, uh, or the extreme right. This is where people that are moderate centrists are able to gather, as well as those that are, are have you know hardcore traditional liberal or conservative leanings, but where they still believe in, in, in the, the foundation of society in Canada, they still have common ground on certain essential principles that so many modern-day politicians aren't willing to espouse. You heard Don Woodstock espouse a number of principles, a number of uh, beliefs and positions. He's run for public office in the past. I don't know if he's going to do so again in the future. Uh, but there's a guy that stands for something. Uh, and... Uh, Certainly in calling out the shortcomings of the uh, proposals put forward by the political parties, in particular the NDP and the Conservatives, moving forward as we approach Election Day. Uh, you know, he laid it on the table. Not enough, not the right kind of help, not the, and not the right attitude uh, in his point of view that you have to put a stop. It's like broken windows theory, which we know that Chief Danny Smythe doesn't understand at all. Bro- the, you know, broken windows policing uh, is what what got New York under control from a horrific crime rate and horrific violence and, and brought that back down uh, because this does start with the little things. When people dismiss, oh, well, it happened the premier's office. It's just, there's vandalism all the time. There's graffiti all the time. It's not just political figures being attacked. And uh, soon, I'm thinking it's going to be Sunday, upcoming episode. I'm going to discuss uh, a very important story. Don Woodstock will actually be my guest because I ran this this uh, past him. He hadn't heard about this, so I, so you're going to be hearing from Don again in a short interview uh, in the next in the the next uh, episode of the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast here with season three, uh, and it involves the mainstream media in Winnipeg, involves religious institutions in Winnipeg, and it involves how crime is handled, how crime is treated, how crime is discussed. And how crime is not being resolved. You are not going to want to miss this story, I assure you. I know that we've been very fortunate in the last couple of weeks to have some some really good uh, breaking news dropping in my lap. I appreciate that. I know that our number of followers through Spotify has increased. Our audience size has increased. The number of plays per episode have increased. And I know as well that when people are tuning in, to hear what's in a name, ask the Hanny Fontaine. That is right now just out of first place all time in our rankings. That one released on September 21st. Um, our report with Robert Falcon Ouellette that I, I mentioned in the interview with Woodstock, that one also a lot of response as where we broke the, uh, the story about the uh, damage being done to the constituency office on Grant Avenue, the attempted intimidation of the Premier and of the progressive conservatives, and the media walks away from these issues. You hear somebody like Don Woodstock, he's willing to confront them head on, face on, that the tolerance of this kind of disorder is undermining, undermining community safety at the most basic level. And it's undermining the, the sense of community we have at the most basic level when some people are targeted politically in this manner. And so, by all means, continue to listen to to the uh, the episodes, the ones I mentioned with uh, with Woodstock, uh, the uh, episode about redirecting the idea of one hundred eighty four million dollars for a landfill search, and there's other ways to spend the money to save lives here and now. Uh, that is a top ten episode. Our series about the bike lanes in Winnipeg, Provence Biz, 
putting their foot down, the Transcona biz, forcing the city back to the drawing table, and yet the city continues to try to snooker the residents and businesses up on Marion and Goulet uh, with all sorts of stuff. I'll be getting back to that. I promise you, St. Boniface on the radar. Windsor Park, I hear you, New Residents Association. I'm hoping to interview you uh, as well. And thank you for tuning in. If you want to support this program, as I said, there's no Trudeau here. You can contact me by email, uh, martygoldlive at gmail.com. In every episode description, there's a link to our PayPal. Interact uh, also works fine. My email address works. And sponsorships and advertisers, especially coming out of the election period, we want to keep this going all the way through Christmas and in the new year of 2024. Will you help? Will you be part of the solution? Will you be part of building a platform that is going to give Winnipeg the voice that was always represented by, by for instance, Peter Warren and other talk shows? Let's get right down to business. That's what I want to do for you. And for all these stories that I've broken during the course of the election campaign, interviews with crime victims like that idiot, that, that magistrate's still not interviewed? Imagine that. 88-year-old retired magistrate gets punched out. Nah, nah, that's not a story. It's a story to you. It's a story to us. It's a story that has to be told. To push against the narrative that tries to diminish certain kinds of crimes and amplify other kinds of crimes. And say some things aren't very important. Other things that maybe aren't as important are more important for political purposes. I'm here to be your voice. I'm here to tell your stories. I'm here to make sure that at every step of the way, bureaucrats, elected officials, your rulers, everybody up and down the line of the chain of command will know when they listen to the Great Canadian Talk Show that it's not about them, it's about you and that you have the power. If you have a story tip, an interview idea, or information the public needs to know, let us know. The Great Canadian Talk Show. Email martygoldlive at gmail.com. TGCTS. Old-fashioned investigative reporting that matters. Is your business plagued by thefts and break-ins? Is your residential property under siege by out-of-control crime and vandalism? You need effective safety measures to protect your property. Jamrock Security can help you today. We have the expertise to deliver the right solutions and get your security problems under control. Call 204-880-1564 or contact our website, jamrocksecurity.ca. Do security. Do it smart. Jamrock Security. Thanks for listening to The Great Canadian Talk Show. If you want to email Marty, send it to tgcts1 at gmail.com or follow him on Twitter at tgcts. Uh